So these jokes come from, uh, I get mailed these jokes. This is where we're at in the corny joke section of life because uh, they're so bad that people are mailing me jokes. And these come from a resident downtown here. I'm not going to say his name, but he's in the room. So hopefully he, he hand writes these jokes on paper. Does anybody remember doing that? Okay. I lost my job today due to illness and fatigue. The boss was sick and tired of me. During a spelling contest, somebody spelled weather, W-E-T-T-E-R. It was the worst spell of weather they had ever had. One last one. Ready for one more? Okay. Traveler, I would like to have a hotel room. The hotel clerk says, no rooms available. Traveler, if, if the president were coming tonight, would you have a room for him? Hotel clerk, no. Oh, oh, yes, sir. And the traveler says, well, the president's not coming, so give me his room. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for coming today, and um, thank you for you know, making it the day. I think this is a double whammy. You had St. Patty's Day, and then you have uh, day, daylight savings time, spring ahead. So it's like a double whammy. But you're here, and God has something amazing for each one of us. He has something uh, special, and he speaks directly to our heart, doesn't he? So uh, I want to start off the message just letting you know I'm going to talk about football, because that's not at all the season that we're in, but that's what I'm doing. And uh, I watched the movie, the Kurt Warner movie that talks about the underdog story. It's a really great flick. Uh, check it out. Kurt Warner was this amazing athlete. He had a rocket of an arm and he could, sh- he could throw the ball very accurately, really hard and fast. So he would make the team a lot of times. He played for uh, UNI. He played through high school. He was, he was a really great athlete. And so the coach would throw him in to play football and then uh, to be the quarterback. And then they would take him out all the time. The coach would never play him. And he just wondered, like, why in the world? Why, why, is, uh, why do I get thrown into the game, but I don't get to play at all? And so um, what... What he ended up having is uh, he would get into the middle of the game, and then the offensive line would crush through, and the defense would come through, and they would start to tackle him, and he would take off running. And so he would uh, run to the sideline. He would run backwards because nobody wants a 350-pound guy jumping on you, do they? And so this is what he was really fearful and so he would, he would always get thrown into the game. He definitely had the ability to play football, but he just wasn't really good at staying in the pocket. And so I'm watching this movie, and uh, the Lord just kept revealing to me, stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket. And so finally, Kurt Warner plays for the Iowa Barnstormers. Does anybody remember that? Yeah, there was a team in Iowa. They played in Des Moines, the Iowa Barnstormers, and it was arena football. And so now he's the quarterback of an arena football team. But in arena, the sideline is actually a wall. So if you want to run out of bounds in arena, you're just running into a wall, and that's going to hurt, right? 
So throughout this time of playing arena ball, he learned to stay in the pocket. And just, you know, when the defense comes, when times of pressure come, when, when you're under pressure, he would just take the hit. He would, he would get tackled right in the middle of the pocket. He wouldn't run around and run for his life. And so then out of that, we have Kurt Warner, the professional athlete that played, um, was one, goes down one of the best quarterbacks of all times. He, uh, he has a Super Bowl ring. He's an amazing athlete. But it took a lot of time of him learning to what to do under pressure, not to run, not to go away as soon as things get hard. And so the entire time I'm watching this movie, I just kept having the Lord just going, like, stay in the pocket. Stay in the pocket. And I felt like that was a word for us. Um, one thing I got to say is, like, I, I just wanted to watch a movie, you know. It was, it's like a Thursday night with my family, and the whole time the Lord's like, hey, stay in the pocket, you know, stay in the pocket. Has anybody ever experienced that? You're just wanting to relax. and like, okay, God, can I turn you off now? But not really. Jeez. Just wanted to watch a movie. Stay in the pocket. And I think it's really great insight for us because a lot of times when things get hard, the first thing that we want to do is we want to run for fear. If, the, if things become tense at work, in a relationship, we, we want to run. We want to get away. But God does amazing work when we just stay put. I'm the first one to say, you know, over the last 25 years that as soon as I started following Jesus, man, when things would get hard, I was the first one to bail a lot of times. I just didn't like it. I didn't like when a relationship got tough. I, I didn't like when somebody was, have you ever experienced like when you don't like something and you leave and then you find out that, wait a second, I don't like this either. I had 10 W-2s one year. If that tells you anything, my bosses were all mean. Like, no, maybe God wanted to do something in me. Maybe the Lord wanted to work something out in me. And so today's message is, is totally something that hits home with, with myself of just, Neil, stay put. And it's amazing what God can do when we just stay in the middle of what he's called us into. And so Paul gives us this great insight. We're going to be looking at Ephesians 3. Paul gives us this great insight of how do we stay put? How, how are we filled? How do we keep going? How do we keep moving forward in the middle of opposition? He writes to the church of Ephesus, and he's in the middle of jail. So he's writing these encouraging letters to a church while he's in the middle of jail. The church is very concerned with Paul at this time. They're, they're wondering what's going to happen to him next. Where is he going to go from here? What, what's the plans? Because he's, he's in jail, so like, what's happening next, Paul? Are you going to come back to us? And they're very concerned for his life at this time. So Paul actually writes to him and teaches them, this is how I am able to keep going with Jesus. This is how I am able to keep moving forward in what God has called me to. I don't concern myself with everything else. What I'm going to do is I concern myself with my relationship with God. And so we're going to look at Ephesians 3, 14. We're going to read to verse 21, but I'm going to go ahead and pray. Would you guys just pray with me? And uh, let's just jump right into God's word. So Lord, we, we thank you so much for the plans that you have for this for this season, for this moment of time, for 
um, this period of time that we just set aside to just dive into um, learning from your word. And God, I just choose to just get away, just uh, to, to um, completely get out of your way. And would you just speak directly through me this morning? Come, Holy Spirit, just speak, speak directly to each one of our hearts. Lord, we're here for you. Teach us how to build strong foundations that no matter what we're walking in uh, with today, that we could just rely on you and just hand it over to you this morning. In every way, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ephesians 3.14, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. So he's going to keep going in this, but I want to just stop with the being rooted and established in love. Notice that Paul's not talking about his circumstances. He's not talking about the circumstances that the church is facing at this time. He says, what I'm inviting you into is I'm praying that you would be rooted and established in love. To be rooted in God's love. Notice that he doesn't say, I pray that you be rooted and established in knowledge, in wisdom, in your good works. But he says, I'm praying that you would be rooted, that your feet would be planted in the, in the love of Jesus Christ that we would all know his love, and that would be our source, that would be our foundation, that would be our secure net is the love of Jesus. So being rooted and established in love. And out of that, verse 18, it says, that you be rooted and established in love may have power together in the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So as we're established in love, we can grasp how long and wide and deep is the love of Christ, the height of God's love, the depth of God's love, and the width of God's love. What I love about that is you can't escape it, can you? You can't escape it. You can't go down this road that's just so far away from God that his love's not there. And you can't head down this way that is so far away from God that his love's not there. You can't go in the darkest valley. You can't get away from his love that his love's not there. No matter where you go, there you are in the center of God's love. Isn't that cool that you would grasp the depth of his love and the height of his love and the width of his love? Because wherever we go, his love is there, isn't it? I would jump to show you the height, but I don't want to make people jealous. <laughs> this is a really good part of staying in the pocket, isn't it? To just be established. I'm established in God's love. I don't need to go anywhere else because wherever I go, there I am in his love, but I'm right here in God's love. You're always in the center of his love. 
you can be established in that, to plant your feet in that, to build your life upon that, to be established in his love. And to know the love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. To know him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Would you guys say that verse? I hope that that sticks, in, that, that sticks with us. It says this. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Wow. More than you can imagine, God can do. More than you could even ask, the Lord can do. According to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Would you say this with me? Amen. I think one of the hardest parts about staying in the pocket when fearful times come is we're always trying to come out with the outcome of whatever that is. We're trying to figure it out. Oh, well, obviously this is how God's going to work this out, and here's his plan. And then when it doesn't happen, what do you do? A lot of times we run, we get fearful, and we live in that. But to stay in in the pocket even when things are, when life is crashing down around us, when, when we're facing things that we can't even like fathom how the Lord's going to work it out, remember that God can do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. Aren't you excited that you don't have to have it all figured out? Man, that God is working all things out for your good. It's more than you could ask or imagine. I have a friend that's a, a pastor in, in Muscatine, and he said a quote at a, a breakfast that I was at about two years ago. We were talking about 2020 and being a pastor in 2020. And uh, he's been in Muscatine for 20 years pastoring. And it's just been a really hard go. I mean, he made it very clear. It's been, it's been a tough road to try to get church started and, and all those things. And he just said, you know what I decided about halfway through, about 10 years ago, is I'm going to be the last man standing in Muscatine. Like, this is where you planted me, God. I don't understand how you're going to work these things out. I don't, I don't fathom how, I don't, I don't, I can't put all the pieces together of what you're doing in my life or what you're doing in the church, but I do know this, is I'm going to be the last man standing in Muscatine. And that just really spoke to me, to have that kind of faith, to say, you know what, I can't even imagine what you're going to do. I don't even know how to ask anymore, God. But what I do know is I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here into what you've called me, into the, to the area of life that you've called me in even when I don't understand it, more than we can ask or imagine. A lot of times in, in my own life, I will say that when I can't put the pieces together of what God's going to do, and then I run because I'm afraid and I don't understand, I don't understand how you're going to rebuild this relationship, God. I don't get it. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't understand how you're going to meet me financially, Lord. You're calling me to take this risk. I don't understand it, so I'm going to just stop. 
I don't understand what you're doing in this church, so I'm going to just go ahead and run. I don't understand this. I have some, some hard things that I'm processing right now, and I just don't get them. And a lot of times I would run from that stuff. But the cool part is, is when you don't run, you can actually see the Lord give a breakthrough. A lot of times we rob God from the breakthrough because we think we have to have it figured out. And we're robbing the Lord. He wants to meet us right in the middle of that as we stay put. And so the Lord will meet us there and say, Lord, it's beyond what I can figure out. I don't know how you're going to make this happen, but you know how you're going to make it happen. I want to circle back to the very first verse in this because I feel like this is a, a, one of the key parts of just staying in the pocket. And that's this. Verse 14, Paul starts this entire passage off with this, this prayer for the church, this, this beautiful prayer. He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. That's so good. Paul's writing from prison. He's writing to a church that's going through a bunch of turmoil. And he says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. That's a good place to be, kneeling. Notice he doesn't say, for this reason, I stand proud in the Father. I stand. He says, God, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing in the church. I don't know what you're doing in my life. I don't know what's going to happen in Rome when they finally, you know, sentence me. But what I do understand is I can kneel. It's a good place to be in. My dad uh, is, a, is a pastor, and so uh, a lot of times he would close out services. If anybody would like to kneel before the altar, I just invite you to do that. And I remember that as a kid, because I was normally running underneath the pews. You know, as a kid, I was that kid that, like, because uh, my mom and dad would, like, pawn me off on my grandpa. And so my grandpa was, like, super chill, and he just let me do whatever. Probably wasn't good. But I always knew where to find my grandpa. You know those white penny loafers, that, the real white ones with the gold tassels on them? He wore those. Those were his Sunday shoes. So I knew where to find grandpa. So I'd climb under the pews, and then my parents would be like, if anybody would like to kneel before the altar. And I'm like, huh? Oh, my name's Neil. <laughs> you talking to me? No. Son, go sit down. Go sit by grandpa. <laughs> But it's a good place to be in, isn't it? To kneel. A lot of times we see those pictures of along the side of your bed, before you go to sleep, what is the kid always doing? Kneeling. And I was thinking about it, since we're talking about football today, because it seems appropriate, that with a quarterback, they take a knee. They take a knee. You'll see a quarterback as the game is ending and the score is already determined, the quarterback will hike the ball and they'll take a knee. And the reason is, is because the game has already been decided. Whoever's going to win has already been decided, so they take a knee and they let the clock run out. I was thinking about that for us. The game's already been decided. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the winner is Jesus. 
And he's the one that's going to give us power and strength to accomplish anything that he put in our life. And so I just love that Paul just says, you know what? I'm not saying to fight. I'm not saying to to be proud and to be strong in your own might and your own power, but instead to just go ahead and get on your knees in the most vulnerable state you could possibly be and just say, Jesus, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand this, but here I am. I'm going to totally trust in you. I just put my hope and my trust in you because you're the only one that's going to get through this. You're the only one that's going to be able to do what's imaginably more than what I could think or imagine. Things aren't going the direction I thought they were, but you know what? I just choose to trust you, Jesus. Just choose to trust you. And so it it looks like this. This is how we fight our battles. This is how you do it. This is how you grow that relationship with Christ. This is how you don't run when times get really hard. It's just right here and just saying, you know what? I'm going to stay put. I'm just going to continue to pray for this, Lord. What's amazing in that is the Lord will actually start to change your heart. The things that you were thinking, especially in relationships, one thing I've noticed is like the things that I thought somebody else needed to change in them, the Lord's like, no, Neil, I want to work on you. And this is a great place for the Lord to work on us. So he says, I kneel before the Father. Guys, we desperately need this in every sense, in every form. We need to kneel. If Jesus needed to go and get away from the 12 disciples to be alone with the Father, then you and I desperately need that. This life, this relationship that you have with Jesus Christ, the things that God has called you to, he didn't call you to try to do it on your own. He called you to do it with him in his power and in his strength. So anything that you've taken on and like, man, I have just been working so hard at this. I just invite you to kneel before the Father today and to say, I just surrender it all to you, Jesus. I can't do this alone. I need you. I need you in these relationships. I need you with with my finances. I need you in this moment. I need you in the healing. I need you in so many different areas, Lord. I need you. This is how we stay in the pocket. We put roots in the Father's love. When we don't know the outcome, remember that doesn't mean God's not working. And then we take a knee because the battle's already been won. Would you guys stand up with me? I'm going to close out. I just want to invite you this morning, if, if you're wondering, um, maybe you've been around church for a while, maybe it's just your first time at church, and just like, I know there's got to be something more to life than, than what I'm experiencing right now. I just invite you to put your hope in Jesus Christ this morning, to just say yes to Jesus, to say yes to his plans and his will for your life, and just to totally, completely surrender to Jesus. It's as simple as this of saying, Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. I just love that phrase because it's not Jesus, come into my heart and and fill me with all the um, 
all the religious things that I think I have to do. What I'm inviting you into is for Jesus to come into your heart and to fill you with his amazing love. And just surrender your life to Jesus and just say, I want to follow you, Jesus. Have people up front that would just love to pray with you. If that's you, if you want to do that, just invite you even right now. To just get out of your seat and just go ahead and come up front. Also have some other things that I just love to pray over some people. Um, we have a, a list of some different prayers that people have been praying for you all week long. And if any of these line up with anything going on in your life, um, the list doesn't have to be up here for you to get prayer, like the, the thing that's going on. It doesn't have to be up there, but if it is, great, pretty cool, right? So uh, I invite you to just come up and get some prayer over whatever it is. So we have some lower back pain, maybe possibly kidneys, a back curvature, stomach ulcers. I don't even know what that last one is, to be honest. I'm not a doctor. What is that, Amy? Adrenal glands. There you go. I would have said that wrong. So if any of those things are going on in your, in your body, come get prayer. If anything else is going on in your body, come get prayer. But as the worship team, they're just going to play um, a bit of the, the Build My Life song. I just felt like, you know, if there's, if there's an opportunity, there's some stuff going on that you're like, man, I just need to surrender this to God. I just invite you to do it today. It could be as simple as just singing the song out. I'm going to open up the front altar and uh, the front of the stage. And man, if you're like, I just need to kneel before the Lord. I just need to surrender stuff to Him. Just invite you to do that. You can make... You can make um, the chair a place to kneel to. Let's just tell the Lord we need him. We need him desperately. We each, each and every one of us, we're not strong enough to walk out what he has for us alone. So Lord, we just invite you right here in this time. Come and have your way. Come, Holy Spirit. trust you, God. We trust you, Lord, with things we don't understand. We trust you, Lord. We put things in your hands, Lord, that that we've been carrying that we thought were just too big to be accomplished, Lord. We just set those aside and we hand them over to you. We just have your way. We thank you that the battle is won that you defeated death once and for all, Lord. There's, there's nothing you can't accomplish. If you defeated death, there is nothing that's on the table that you can't accomplish this morning. So, Lord, we just pray for miracles, Lord. Miracles for people that we're thinking of, miracles in our own life, miracles in every aspect of our life, Lord. We just choose to surrender everything over to you. We thank you that that battle is won. You are trustworthy. We can trust you in every situation. Have your way, Lord. Have your way.